we have recording. Do the traditional tripping walls. Oh, my clinking's not clinking. That's there we go. There we go. We couldn't start without that. There's nothing sweeter than winning whiskey. Especially at, one, at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Can't drink all day unless you start early enough. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm only I'm only doing this because you know it's free. You're only doing it for effect. Doesn't actually drink whiskey. That's right. No, I'm, I'm actually a teetotaler. I just I just rattle glass cubes. The rest of that's going in his lawnmower later on. <laughs> ah, where would you like to start this week, Doc? Should we reflect the fact that we are still on the, the deck at Lantana Land? We've been here for three days. Please send help. Well, the Jungle Album is probably a good place to start for this sort of afternoon because this is when I have been enjoying this album. Is sort of that, you know, late afternoon, just kicking around, having a drink, not doing very much. It's more of the same. Mm. A little bit... Disco ear. That wind's changed direction. Um, a little bit faster, I think. Not 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 as soulful. Um, and I'm wondering whether because I like this album more straight up, it's got a little less depth. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's got quite like normally they've got one or two songs where I'm like, I can't get it out of my head. It's a real mm. banger that just you know it's got some real hooks. I don't know whether this has quite got the same hooks that the last two did. Um, great, great background album, though. <laughs> it's it's a jungle album. I yeah. mean, that was that was that were my notes for for the first week. Um, a few things I, I sort of picked holes in. I, I thought I overused the Jackson Five vocal filter a bit too much. Yeah. Um, it, the, the songs with the guest vocalists are the ones that work the best. Except for the ones with the guest rappers, because all their raps fucking suck. Yeah. There's some fucking terrible raps on this. There is some shambolic, real dismal fucking raps on this. Um, there's lots of. It, it, it's got a real. It's got a real late '90s radio-friendly dance feel. To yeah. It. It's got. I mean, there's Griver Marta. There's a. There's a bit that feels like a direct dra- Daft Punk li- a lift. If I can get that out. Well, I actually did see a little interview with them that said that they went back. Uh, this is a bit more of a bedroom album and that they were trying to almost replicate a Daft Punk sort of feel. Mm. Um, So they carried on like a pair of big helmets. (laughs) Whether or not that's what they should have done, I I don't know. Like, it's it's hard. What are they, four albums in? And they've got such a distinct sort of vibe Mm. that you've either really got to break away from it and do something completely different or you double down, I guess. Yeah, and, and they just wanted to make a fun album. I mean, that was lots of love from the boys in the booth. Kind well, of they're coming here May next year, I think. We, I'll definitely go and see them. Um, this, to me, is like, we need more material to do live shows. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably a reflection of the reality of, of music in 2023, yeah. right, is... If you want to make money as a band, you've got to be able to tour, and you've got to be able to tour sold-out shows, and so you need you need stuff that you can tour, and yeah. if you're Jungle, this is the sort of stuff you need yeah. to tour, so well done them, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so in in that context, is that what the Hives are doing in, in the same vein? Are they sort of doubling down on what they were good at? They're certainly doing what they're good at. Um, this is their best album in 20 years. Mm. 
Uh, I don't know if they're doing it to tour, if they're just doing it because they wanted to recapture the joy of um, playing the way they used to play when they were... Because this is their first album in like 11 years. Yeah. And and they're literally our age. They're, they're late 70s kids. So that it does feel like they they just wanted to capture the joy of being all in the room together. Yeah. Again. Um, it, it Like some of the stuff that we listen to of bands that are that old, it's like very... Very comfortable, like you know, they they obviously enjoy hanging out, but there's not the the sound and fury. Yeah, this has real energy to it. Yeah. This, this album, I, I thought, this is an album of absolute bangers. They, yeah. have, they haven't they haven't backed off on any of this sort of stuff. And and Pelo Elmquist is still a ridiculously charismatic frontman. He might have, he might be the, the the best quote unquote rock star of of the last you know thirty years. You know, you might look at somebody like a. Uh, I suppose Alex Turner has grown into that role with with um, the Arctic Monkeys, but he's kind of just doing a like a Ersatz fucking Dean Martin Blownjack kind of routine. Yeah. yeah. And, and to be fair, Pella's doing Mick Jagger, but he's doing it really fucking well. I I sort of hope these guys tour this, but the problem is that it'll only probably come to a splendor or a, something like that. I can't yeah. see them playing River Stage or or doing little. Oh, they smaller might, shows. They might do a sweaty, a sweaty box kind of venue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they do. T- they do seem to be perennial. I mean, the the, um, the time I saw them was a big day out at yeah. Gold Coast, I think it was. Well, and I and I always brew that I missed them at that livid yeah. that, that they pulled out of that livid. So, mm. which which I guess really tells you how old they are too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're they they formed as as teenagers in, in the. Well, they're our age, yeah. so they formed as teenagers yeah, out of school yeah. in the mid nineties. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they had a couple of sort of more hardcorey albums, and then Vinny uh, Vetti Vitches was the one that really went, started to pick up. I hate to say, I told you so, and um, Die Alright, and all that kind of shit. And uh, yeah, and this is this is their best album since then. This is an absolute, absolute ripper. I've, I've, I've normally I try to not post my opinions of of albums. On the internet until I've done the, done the show, but this I couldn't help it with this one. I just I fucking love this album. Yeah. Really enjoyed the shit out of it. Lots of really great songs on this, um, and not just not just straight up and down but, um, punk rock bangers too. There's very very stonesy stuff, and there's almost sort of post punk stuff. There's um, hardcore thrash and all kinds of shit. So yeah, well yeah, that's probably a good point. This is the other thing that we talk about a lot, and especially with track ones is. Uh, like, have you really thought this through? Mm. This this feels like an album that's been gestating for a while. Yeah, you know that they've cut all the dross out of and and got the order right. Yeah, and, and because it does launch into the album too. Mm. That's the other thing I really appreciated. It was it, it sets the tone early. Um, I think it's an album of take of track ones. Yeah, like every every one <laughs> that's of them is right. Like, <laughs> you can start anywhere you like, but yeah. the overall effect is going to be similar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Ripper album. Yeah. Not much more to say about it, yeah. really. It's in the conversation for album of the year, which I didn't expect. I was hoping it would be good, but it's it's for what it is, it's really, really good. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't. I don't think I can say that about the Jungle album. I think it would have to really sort of settle into my brain and 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 mind worm me. It, it's, it's not the it's not the best Jungle album. It, it's this. A two, two, like they're a production band, so you yeah. can't really say there's too many production tricks because that's literally what yeah. the band is. That's part of their their vibe. But it just felt a little, uh, 
not grounded enough, I guess. Yeah, it, it felt like that. They were, it felt like they were literally playing the hits. They were yeah. like, okay, we're just gonna we've settled on a groove we really like, and a lot of the tracks kind of you know followed the same path and try you know sort of padded the same territory, uh, which was all good, but. Um, it did. It did leave you wanting a little bit more depth, or maybe a little bit more. And and there were a few tracks that just didn't work. Yeah. There was like a oh, fucking get this stupid fucking rapping dude banging on about yeah. what an N word does and what an N word doesn't do. Um, what about Third Secret? Do, do you know much about these? I, I I didn't sort of find out much about these guys. So these this is the band we did their last album. Oh, this is the the supergroup. It's yeah. the supergroup of of Chris Novoselic, um, Kim Thale, Matt Cameron. Uh, Jillian, Jillian Weiss, I think it is the singer. Um, and the the original album was kind of rushed out post COVID, and it was kind of half songs that were written with the big group, and half of them were just little acoustic bits and pieces. And I sort of wondered whether this, and I, my thesis for this is this is the album they actually wanted to make the first time. Fine, yeah, because I mean. They kind of faked me out a little bit because given that first track, it sort of opens with a bit of kind of acoustic noodling, and you think, "Oh fuck, they're doing that. They're trying <laughs> here, to do Led Zeppelin three for for a third time." But then they, but then they just powered off into the into the kind of. I mean, it is post grunge. Um, you know, it, it's it's not breaking any any barriers. But I feel like this is what they had in mind the whole time, and they actually delivered it this time. Like this is a. I, and I'm terrible with comps, but like I was thinking, the Breeders or. Oh. You know, something in in that frame. If this had come out in that time frame, you would have gone, "Oh yeah, this is yeah. another another pretty good, pretty solid album in that in that genre." Yeah, it's a it's sort of a grungy, like Stevie Nicks out front of a grunge band kind of effect. Yeah, and it, it definitely does feel like they they it felt much more coherent uh, as as a as a singular effort. It, it was a little bit like. Uh, going through your clothes and finding an old flannel you hadn't worn for about ten years, and putting it on and going, yeah, "This is just yeah. as comfortable as I remember." <laughs> but is it the height of fashion? It, it'll Probably come not. back. It'll come back. It always comes back. <laughs> it'll come back worse because that's how that's how things always happen. Um, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a good. It's not a great album, but it's certainly a good one. I agree, and the rooster agrees. Yes, uh, well, that was that was the Alice in Chains reference that we were looking for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so if you can't talk about post grunge without, without talking about rooster, uh, all in all, pretty good three albums yeah. to have over a two week stretch. Yeah, that, that would... I, I don't think either of us were disappointed to go. Oh, let's have another week with yeah, these. Yeah, that ones. was all fine. That yeah. was that was all lovely. So, what are we going to do for this coming week? <sighs> well. You're probably not going to be super happy with me for this. When am I ever happy with you? That's true. I'm going to pick. Um, I'm going to pick the new album by John John Bastis, I think it is, and this is really on the strength of he has sort of he's a little bit in the in the um, John Legend frame where. He's fucking Christy too. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this prolific sort of artist who does a whole heap of shit, and when he nails it, I really like it, but then there's a high possibility that he'll do six other songs that I think are pretty average R&B. But, I, and I, I, I'm, I'm sort of fascinated with these artists. It's like, but you can do really good shit. <laughs> you can do stuff that's really enjoyable and, that has pulled together all the bits of the stuff that you like. Yeah. 
uh, the album. I was trying to do that off mic. <laughs> the album is <laughs> Which we can do now because we're actually sitting across <laughs> yeah. the table. The album's called World Music Radio. Radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I actually haven't listened to a single track off this, even though I sort of pop, saw it pop up in a couple of my playlists. Um, so I'm fascinated to – and there was another one – like this Jadena or something I think we did ages ago where we listened to his album and the the track that I really liked was nothing like the rest. The the rest of the album was just terrible fucking rapping and Mm. shit R&B and it's like, how can you write a song that's this good and then, and maybe the answer is someone else wrote that song or someone else arranged that song. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I, I... I don't know. Let's let's give it a try and see whether it's any good. I well, think it'll be a bit world musicy. Well, given it's called World Music yeah. Radio, I suspect so. Um, I do have to warn you that he, that he's definitely from the uh, Andrew Stockdale School of Bio Oh, really? <laughs> like, John Batiste it- is one of history's most brilliant, prolific, and accomplished wow. musicians. <laughs> Written by John Batiste. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Written by his mum. Um, <laughs> So he is. Uh, he, he, he trained at the Juilliard in New York City. He was the band leader leader of Colbert's Late Show. Oh, okay. I didn't um, know that. And he he's writes all kinds of stuff. He got a sports Emmy for uh, for intro music for March Madness. Wow. He's got a Grammy nomination for Best American Roots. Uh, so he's doing all kinds of stuff. So he does. He, he's done a bit of soul, a bit of um, soundtrack work. Uh, so he does all kinds of stuff. He's more of a composer, so this might be a little bit more. Batiste's latest studio album, World Music Radio, draws inspiration from his mission to create community and expand culture with the power of music and drugs. I, I think yes. the the song that I like of his the most which is a song called Freedom, which is just this really good sort of sing-along funk soul track. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Man, if you if you uh, a little bit a little bit Aaron Fraserish, I guess. Mm. Not yeah. on the album. No. no, no, no. That's a that's a fairly old. But song. there is a guest, there is a guest spot from Lana Del Rey. Oh my god, what have I done? And Lil Wayne. <laughs> oh no. And Kenny G. <laughs> You're kidding me, are you? No. Oh no. <laughs> what, have, what have I done? And it goes for an hour and five. So uh, what you've done, you've done for quite a long time. Oh, uh, I'm, che- I'm just checking. Oh, you know, you're not wrong. Kenny G, what have I done? Oh. <laughs> Save me, Kenny G. I mean, he, he'll just... Okay, he'll well... Just to it. well we're here now. We're here now. Let's, there's 21 tracks on this. Yeah, album. man, he hasn't kept... Oh. He's not fucked about. Well, shall, I, shall I give you... Um, Shall I give you Curtis's review of the Hives album from this morning? What was that? And he, we're, we're about six tracks in, and he goes, the songs on this are quite short. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because we the night before. We Welcome were, to punk rock. We were listening to Michael Kiwakama, and and we he played two tracks on his album from our drive home from mm. soccer, and it's like yes, quite different from last night. Yes, uh, yes, the songs are quite short. That's his. All right, that's, what do you, what do you got that's new? All right, I'm going to go if I can. I might go for so, something different. Well, no, I might go for the Joker first if I could. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm assuming I can get the Joker. Um, because uh, we talked a few weeks ago about a modern blues compilation from Down Outback's label. Oh, yes. And it has yeah, dropped yeah. as an album. Okay. So this is called Tell Everybody. Um, and it looked it looks pretty good. So um, I'm going to pick that as the, uh, as the, what's its name? As the thing? As the Joker. 
Um, well, that's better than the potential uh, Cat Empire version 2 album that dropped this week. God, what is it? Cat Empire, Cat Empire's version, is it? Well, I think everyone's left the band except two of them, so <laughs> I don't think it's really... It's more, more you know, the Cat Empire... The Cat Kingdom, maybe? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> not the, quite the cat, an empire The anymore. Cat Limited Partnership. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling because I can't remember what it was that the song I actually wanted to pick, because that's bullshit. Um, so, I'm going to just have a good old crack and say, let's go for a... Oh, I was going to go for the new one from Genesis Owusu, but I saw a review that said it was fucking shit. So... Mm. And I don't expect that from a um, uh, a critic's darling like old Jenny. <laughs> it might be excellent. Well, apparently he's, he's you know he's, he's it's quite boring. Yeah. By by comparison, um, I'm going to go for a band called oh fuck it. Let's if in doubt go for the ragbag noise and violence band. I'm going to go for a band called Killer Kin, and they are terrible. There's some rock and roll, punk rock nonsense, and uh, I think their album is self-titled. Self-titled. It's been tighted. Well, well the, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about this week was <laughs> someone is resurrecting the fire festival. <laughs> so I thought we should have a crack at, you know, who, who we think should headline uh, the fire festival version two. I mean, us, obviously. We'll <laughs> be in the podcast studio. <laughs> well, it'd have to be... What's what's our mate from the UK that that is supposedly a, um, a grime artist, but... I don't really think fits into the, no. into the you know uh, you know maybe Gre- Greta Van Vliet would we put <laughs> Greta Van Vliet on as headliner? Oh god, yeah, no, they're too popular. You have to have someone who's definitely not going to turn up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That, that, that's that's probably a little bit harder, but yeah. <laughs> I just I just thought that was hilarious that the, the fire festival was like I, I know we live in a world where you know. IP is constantly getting resurrected. Yeah, but, but that's- is, we don't need a gritty re- reboot of, of the Fire Festival. But this proves that no one is ever truly cancelled. No. no, you can, you can. There is cancellation is is a fiction. It doesn't happen. What I want to see is the documentary following the people that went to the first fire festival <laughs> and who went to the second one <laughs> that are you know going again. Um- Oh, the other one I was thinking of was, what was the DJ that did the COVID set on top of the building? Oh, David Guetta. <laughs> no, no, was it David Guetta? Because he was one, is this one goes out to George Floyd's family or something? It was like, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, there's, a, there's a fair few artists that um, yeah. that could possibly fill that bill. Yes, the, the, the tone deaf Olympics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I was very tempted to do a poster up, but I unfortunately my... My, my work life no longer allows me no, such we, such, we, in, such indulgences. We don't quite get as much time to just completely fuck around yeah. the way we used to. Yeah. Which is, um, I, I guess... Which is, which is why I've just taken a week off in the middle of, of middle of August, because I can. Yeah. Which is good in some ways and bad in the others. Well, that was our live recorded to tape podcast. Yep. As usual, I'm hungover. Um <laughs> And I probably but I'm, but I'm less hungover than I normally am. Yeah, so. I was going to say, you, you managed to not fall off, uh, fall down the stairs this time. Well, <laughs> I need to schedule these at the beginning of holidays, <laughs> not the end. But uh, lovely to see you in person, Doc. And you, and you, and your um, lovely family and house and cock. <laughs> <laughs>
if someone has that's, it. That's going to be out of context. <laughs> if someone doesn't sort of come through late in the podcast for that one. Yeah, well. Uh, I'll, I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> See you, folks. Favorite son. Oh.